I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Before we jump into the topic, uh, I just want to let everybody know that um, this is... The last episode before Jess takes a little maternity leave. And uh, so there's, we're going to be taking a little break. We've banked a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan was to bank enough episodes that we would have enough to go. And so that it would almost be seamless. Uh, but of course, <laughs> this is Jess's first baby. So Oof. we're going to have to play it by ear and see how she's doing. We, we promise, folks, we are going to try as best as we can. But I hear that my husband was a colic baby when he was a wee infant. So I don't know if that's going to run in the family, but here we are. (laughs) So actual topic, Jess, do you find yourself in awkward situations? Or to put it another way, do you sometimes find yourself in situations feeling awkward? Nope, I am the most charismatic, confident human being. Never, ever has it happened, ever. Ever. Again, again, again. (laughs) All right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it happens more often than not. (laughs) Who are we kidding? Yeah, I hear you there. I, uh, (laughs) I feel awkward pretty much all of the times when I'm interacting with other people (laughs) that I don't (laughs) like if I don't know you well and I am having some kind of conversation if I am saying very little it's because I feel like I'm just gonna say something completely awkward and stupid oh yeah the wheels are going in my head of what not to say should I say this is it too much are you oversharing the wheels are going, but on the outside, you've got like that, that smile and grin of, uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like the biggest, it's like the biggest grin. You're trying to, trying to cover the fact that you're feeling super awkward. Um, what tends to happen to me is I'll be doing fine and then I get comfortable and maybe we're laughing a lot and I'm comfortable and like, there's like a lull in whatever. And then I blurt out something so 
awkward and weird that I'm just like, well, I can never talk to these people again. (laughs) Well, it was lovely knowing you, right? And that was it. You do a little send off. You never speak to them again. Those are situations where I could use those like smoke bombs to disappear. Like not leaving a party, Jess, not leaving a party, getting me out of awkward situations where I've just said something that I feel like is so stupid. I told you I'm going to find them for you. And when I do, you will get one. Just one. So I have to, I have to, I can can only use it once. You have to choose the situation where you use your smoke bomb to escape a situation. Make sure you don't use it for the wrong one. Absolutely. (laughs) What will happen is that I will invent an awkward situation by dropping the smoke bomb and it'll go off and I'll be like, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, knowing your luck, you were just testing it. <laughs> you were just like wondering if I really yeah. got you one and then you drop it. <laughs> Thanks. You know I'm right. You are right. <laughs> I know, I know. Are there particular... I don't necessarily want to get into specifics of awkward moments because, I mean, we probably will as we go along, but mm-hmm. um, are there particular situations where you are most likely to feel awkward? The one that comes to my mind is, okay, it's really specific, but when you're in a group of people and everyone's having this conversation and it seems like everyone's talking over each other, it's just, it's a, it's a big conversation. And I find that when I'm trying to talk to someone in, in just someone at the table, my voice gets a little bit louder and everyone at the room thinks I'm trying to address the whole table. So everyone stops what they're doing to listen. And it's so strange when everyone just slowly turns their head to look at you and you realize that all eyes are, are on you suddenly. Then that's when I become incredibly awkward. And that- in that situation, I'm sure that that like you started speaking at a particular volume that was to cover the whole table and suddenly everybody is silent and you haven't made that adjustment to stop shouting as though everybody <laughs> is is talking still. And so you feel like suddenly you're like shouting about whatever. Yeah. And in your head, you're just like, Kate, you can, you can lower the volume. You can lower the volume, but you never do because no, you're already started. You've already started speaking. Got to keep going. <laughs> Because then, because the other option is to be like, you know what I really like? I really like Legos because Lego is cool. I know. And then everyone's like, is that, is that all you had to say? And you're like, oh, shit. No, there was more. <laughs> I don't for, remember. Everybody, but... Everybody's like, for this, we stopped our conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's like a little bit of resentment in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm. If you meet me in real life. I am a very awkward person. I don't know what to do with my hands already as it is. And I I have a learning disability. So I will not break eye contact with you. And I have already been told like mm. from close family and friends are like, you don't have to like, you know, look the whole time. And I'm like, I'm trying to take everything in. If I don't, if I break away, my mind will wander. I will not process what you're saying. And I'm not being a good listener. But I'm my, so my conscious of with, that now. My problem with eye contact is that is that I will be I will like be like really intense eye contact and then I'll be like, oh, you're you're making too much eye contact. And then for like the rest of the time I will kind of refuse to look at the person and I'll look 
like around at, at them. And then that's even more awkward because then suddenly it's like, you're not even making eye contact with me. Am I just not interesting to you? And you're, and it's just like, no, I was, I overcorrected. I went the wrong way. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm not alone in that though. But no. like, I, I, you know, we frequently bring it back, but when you go to theater school, you have to learn to make eye contact. You have to learn to look mm-hmm. at people when you're speaking to them on stage. Like you just can't break it. And there were so many games that we would play it, to try and throw the other person off to make them look away that I feel like that's just ingrained in me now. It's sort of like, you know, what what works as as a, as a habit in theater school does not necessarily work as a habit in the real world when faced with muggles. Theater people will understand it. Regular people do not. No, it's true. It's true. If you weren't there, if you know, you know, right? But it's theater is a very orchestrated space, so I should probably remember that. Yeah. Do you remember a while ago, speaking of awkward situations, uh, just a few episodes ago, I was talking about how if I am introducing somebody in a crowd of people, I'm guaranteed to forget one name? Yes. Yeah. So that's... I have, I mean, I've, I'm not saying that I know that because it hasn't happened and I just assume it will happen. Believe me, when I say that it has happened on multiple occasions, when I am introducing people to very good friends and I forget one of those friends' names. You want to talk about awkward, that's like, we're supposed to be friends and your name is, and this is... We went to school oh. together. Um, oh my we, gosh! You know the we like. Then the person looks at you and they're like, "My name is Ted," and you're like, oh, "Of course, Ted. I'm so sorry." And there's no way to explain that I'm just weird and awkward, and sometimes I forget a name of somebody who I know really well because I suddenly get overwhelmed by all of the names. And then you get those really great friends that love to punctuate that about you. Yeah. <laughs> like you make like sure that you that... never hear the end of it. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing, you're trying to do that thing where you overcompensate for that. And you're like, Oh, Hey, here's this person I'm introducing you guys. Why don't you introduce yourselves? And they'll be like, Oh no, Phil, why don't you introduce your friend to us? And you're like <sighs> finger, middle finger all around. Sons of bitches, they do that. <laughs> they wouldn't be our friends, though, if they if they didn't, right? I don't know. I could do without it. Yeah, fair enough. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to think about when it comes to introverts and awkwardness, do we find that, you know, is there anything outside of being social that introverts can become awkward with? Or is it primarily in the social sphere where suddenly that awkwardness is punctuated? I don't, I I mean, for myself, I feel like it's mostly in the social sphere. I can't think Mm -hmm. of a situation where it's not social that I didn't feel that I didn't like get awkward or feel awkward. Right. I think the issue becomes that question again of, is this introversion or is this social anxiety? And how much of the seeds of social anxiety sit within that introversion that make us feel awkward? 
Mm-hmm. So there's probably a little bit of that anxiety and some, it might be like a mixed bag of, of whatever the cause is, but two out of two introverts on this podcast get awkward. So <laughs> I don't know. Speak for yourself, man. I told you I'm confident and suave and. Yeah, we've, we discovered no, in our not, last no. episode how suave I was in high school when I was being asked out and didn't realize it. Oh, Phil. I know. I know. <laughs> don't make me go back there, man. <laughs> it's too late. We did it. Oh. I don't know about you, but after enough awkward moments, I really would find myself anticipating awkward moments and trying to find ways to like avoid them. Um. <laughs> And what that would usually mean is just not saying anything at a party or something like, like just, just being like, mm, mm-hmm. nodding or <laughs> shaking my head or just gesticulating wildly. Like people are like, I don't know, Phil, what do you think? And you just like gesture, you know? <laughs> well, like this is also coming from the person that has to rehearse their thank yous, right? With the little, the little humble stutter. Yes. You know? That's right. Yeah. And that was awkward too. You know, it's that, that deer in the headlights <laughs> thing where somebody's like, you know, you've, you've done this thing. You've, you perform this thing and somebody comes up to you afterwards and they're like, I really liked what you did. And you're like, uh, I have to run or whatever, like whatever <laughs> no, the know. reaction is. Absolutely. And like, I find that whenever I am like, let's say we're at a big party and Someone does the point out of, oh my gosh, you're so quiet. Just sitting in the corner. Come join the conversation. Suddenly you go into overdrive and yeah, this, this person doesn't realize the beast of awkward that they've just unlocked, like just unleashed it. I mean, the problem is that like the awkwardness starts as soon as they're like, oh, you're so quiet. Why don't you come over? And then I'm walking over knowing I'm not going to say a word. And then it's just like gesture. Gesture two, shake the head, nod. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty bad. See, the walk that you made over to, the listeners didn't see it, but the walk that you made is the same walk that I make when I'm bowling. And we've mentioned this before. I don't like to bowl because I feel awkward when I make my my little whatever throw is it a th- is it a roll is it a throw what it's i bold throw whatever you bold okay. yeah. i bold i bold and then i walk over and you got to do like that weird lumber of like yeah whatever i bold like I, am i the only one i can't be the only one no but listen i'm telling you it doesn't matter you just assume that what you did is going straight down and you're going to get a strike even if it goes towards the gutter you just Turn around after you throw it. You just like watch it for a second. Like two things that you could do. One, mm-hmm. don't turn around until the ball has actually hit the pins. Well, just I wait. don't do that already, I, but I don't do that. All, I mean, I do that already because I don't want to turn around. <laughs> so I'm forced to sit there anyway. Listen, you, just, you, you let it go and you watch and then whatever happens, you turn around and you remember you just threw a bomb down that alley and cool guys walk away from explosions. He just threw a bomb down that alley is what my delivery birth room is called. (laughs) 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 
if I love if, that so much. If there is not a masking taped note on the door of the delivery room, it says, I threw a bomb down that alley. I will be so disappointed in you. So disappointed. I'm crying. That's wonderful. That's so special. It's part of my it's part of my birth plan now. I hope so. You can print oh that my. up. Print that up and take that with you. Absolutely. Anyway, back to our back to our awkwardness. The thing is that though that that I think the moment that I correct me if I'm wrong, but what is making you awkward, but what's mm-hmm. making you feel awkward is that as the person who is throwing or has just thrown the bowling ball down the alley, mm-hmm. now you are in the place where everybody is looking. Mm-hmm. All of the people that you are with, they are looking at you. Mm-hmm. And whatever the result of what you just threw, they're judging. They're looking at you. And so you really only have two options. There's really kind of three. Uh, by, like You can always, like regardless, like if it's a really shitty one, you can like throw like a victory pose ironically you can cool guys walk away from explosions or you can just be like "Mm, sucked or whatever like but i get that it's because you're in the position of everybody watching and maybe it wasn't a good throw and you just have to face everybody absolutely and that's there's some psychology in there (laughs) you could always just you could always just like See the result and then not turn around, just like back down. <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of tempted to do. <laughs> but knowing me, I'm going to fall over. <laughs> so I think now that we've made the acknowledgement that we know we are absolutely wonderfully awkward people, how do we navigate these situations? How do we pick ourselves back up? Um, and don't see, say we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're supposed to be we're supposed to be coming up with solutions here. The, the reason why it is so difficult is that in the moment when you are starting to feel awkward, your face goes hot. You blush or you flush. You start to sweat. Your hands are sweaty. I almost was like, like you're basically the guy in, in, in the, the Eminem song, like mom spaghetti, that, uh, that yeah. guy, you're that guy. And then <laughs> um, how do you navigate that so that maybe those things aren't happening? Mm-hmm. And once it's, once that physical reaction has started, I don't know if you can do anything about that in the moment. No, no. And you can't. I, I'm a I'm a redhead. I blush. Doesn't matter what happens. I blush so easily. And people will point it out. They'll be like, oh, you're blushing. Are you embarrassed? It's like, no, no, a gentle breeze could go by and I will blush. Like it just happens, right? Let's look at let's look at, at possibilities in the bowling alley for mitigating that awkwardness. Okay, that, okay, that, that you gotta, physical you gotta take me there. Fine. Okay. So I'm taking you there because it's a it's an example that we can use and maybe we can find some solutions within that. Mm-hmm. I am not a champion bowler. I 
will throw, I'll get like maybe two pins down more often than I will throw a spare or a, or a, or a, or a, or a, a, what the other one split this. No, the spare. No, I'm sorry. You know, when you, when you knock them all down, whatever. Oh, Oh, strike. Right. Thank you. Everybody's like, <laughs> I haven't bowled in like two years, guys. We're in a pandemic. Forgive me for getting it kind of wrong. I am not particularly awesome. But I try to throw myself into the fun. This is why I, I have I have my little rules around bowling. Like cosmic bowling is shit. Cosmic bowling is for people who don't really want to bowl. <laughs> the idea to me is to go during the day when it's got the fluorescent lights and maybe there's like some kids playing and some old people playing or whatever, some guys are taking it seriously and you're just going to go and you're just going to throw the, throw a few balls or whatever. And you just want to throw yourself into the fun of like, how bad am I? Right. So you have to go and, and if you're playing, like might be a good idea to know, like who is actually really good in your group. Is anybody actually really good? Because if nobody's actually really good, then we should all be okay with the fact that 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 we are not good. And mm. we're just playing to do it. If somebody has to take that ball and do the kid throw between the legs, we accept that and that's how they have to play. That's how they have to play the game. And I think that we just have to accept that. Like Whatever fun we can have, whether we're having a drink, we're having a coffee, we're having some snacks, like... We need to make it as as fun and unserious as possible. <laughs> Don't go with the competitive people. Although, Jess, I know you're a competitive people. How do you know? You've told us all. Yeah, I'm pretty competitive. <laughs> and this is the problem is because you're competitive when the ball doesn't go where you want, where where the, the throw isn't good. Now you're judging yourself and you're the one that's doing this to yourself. Everybody else, they're all like cool guys walk away from explosions, whatever. They're like, fine, but you're because of your competitive streak, you're doing the judging. And what a wonderful combination it is to be awkward and competitive at the same time. So it's like if you suck at something your instinct is to try and shake it off, shake it off. Who cares? Like, it's fine. No problem. I also like to have a good laugh though. <laughs> so yeah. it's like this weird, like it's this weird little battle in there. Bowling I, brings I, this out. <laughs> I think the, the real trick in this particular situation is to anything that you can do to inspire the fun of the game over the competition, because let's face it. If you're not good at the game, you need to somehow let go of the competition and just play for fun. Absolutely. And if you can do that, then then like what we have to do is like everybody treat everybody the same. If somebody is consistently throwing in the gutter, we have to figure out whether or not they're they feel shitty about that or if they think it's hilarious. And if they think it's hilarious, then we have then we can then we can like razz them but only if they think it's hilarious, right? Yes. So we have to set the the tone of we're all just here to have fun. And if there's one person who is playing competitively in all of that, then the fun goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I mean, hey, you can always cool off with those really terrible 
bowling alley milkshakes. If there's one reason I will go bowling, it's for the milkshakes. There you go. There's a winning reason already to go. Nobody should go to the bowling alley because the food's amazing. Because the food is not amazing. You go to the bowling alley to bowl and when there's and if there's food, you eat it because it's there. But nobody's like you should not have your meal there. I don't know. There's some people out there that like really value that. <laughs> Listen, when the hot dog when the hot if the hot dog is like on those rollers for hours. Oh, that's bad. Forget that. If the hot dog yeah. is like, if they're like, oh, you want a hot dog? And they reach into this thing and they pull it, pull the wiener out of like a like boiling water and you don't know how long it's been in there. Don't eat that hot dog. Just go with something safe like chips. But mm-hmm. food is not the primary reason for being there. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I just got a really gross flashback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring <laughs> that up. I'm sorry to Thanks, Phil. You Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm here to help. <laughs> I would say another thing is, is that, yeah, keeping things lighthearted when they, when things feel awkward. Remember that, I know this is going to sound, it's going to sound really tough to say, but no, if something awkward happens to you, try to remember that no one in the room is going to be malicious and bully you about it. And if they do, There's ways to have that called out, and I'm sure people will come to your aid for that. I'd like to assume. I would like to assume. I mean, we've talked about toxic friendships, right? So if if you're in a group of friends and people are going to do that, they're toxic friends and you need to find new ones, right? Then that's, yeah, that's when you excuse yourself and actually go out the door. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... All of these awkward situations, whether you're at a party, the problem with a party or other social gathering that's not bowling or some other thing like axe throwing and axe throwing is its own thing because there's a danger involved because you're throwing an mm. axe. <laughs> but the the situation in some of those really social things like parties and introducing people and that sort of thing is the fact that that you feel like you are embarrassing yourself in front of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's people to whom you are trying to make a first impression on. Yeah. I don't have an answer for that one, Jess. I don't either. (laughs) Are we this awkward? Should we remove ourselves from the self-help section? No, (laughs) no, no. Because I think maybe we can come up with something. Maybe we can come up with something. Mm -hmm. In a moment when you're at a party or some kind of social gathering, And you feel like you're about to say something awkward or you have said something awkward. What are other people doing in that moment? Mm -hmm. And they might be giving you an out. Somebody, I mean, there might be one dick, one jerk dick, some one dick who's like, (laughs) Just like like giving you this side eye, but watch what everybody else is doing. And they might just be giving you the out and just not calling attention to it. And that might make you feel awkward because they're they're not like looking at it's you or the whatever. Unsaid. It's it's unsaid, right. right? I think in that situation, keep in mind that that those people are very likely having an empathetic response to your awkwardness. They mm-hmm. are feeling that along with you. 
And the fact that they're sort of allowing it to slide is sort of their way of going, me too. It's okay. And that's, it's never a bad thing. Don't take that so to heart. You know, it's really, it's easier said than done to not feel foolish and, you know, feel okay to feel that, feel that. But like Phil, you said, it's an empathetic moment that we're all experiencing. I think the more that we learn from that and we learn not to take it to heart, the more that it, these awkward situations become easier to navigate and we can walk away like the cool guy walking away from an explosion. Yeah. I mean, make sure that if you're at a party that you've found the people that you can actually speak to, Mm -hmm. right? Because as we know, the group that's in the middle of the room, who's having a boisterous conversation, though, even though they might call you over, those are probably not your people. Mm -hmm. Always look Mm. for the people who are sitting on the sidelines who may not be saying much because those are your people. And you can always, like we've talked about at parties, you can always open up with a, these things kind of suck, don't they? As your opener or whatever, like whatever you have to do. But like, although you, the extrovert might call you over, if you feel like that's too much, you can return to your group of friendly introverts on the sidelines, right? And they're always there to welcome you back. <laughs> as much as yeah. we don't like socializing, we will take in our own and we well, will protect is, you. We don't mind socializing. We hate inane conversation and small talk, right? Even though sometimes we'll see those extroverts and they're having so much fun and we kind of want to be cool like them. I know I do. We could sort of like enter that for a moment and then we have to go. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, even if you do get called over by the extroverts, whatever that loud boisterous group is in the middle of the party, if you suddenly start to feel awkward, I liken it to a game of volleyball. They've spiked mm. you a ball, yep. hit, hit them back with one, with one comment and then sink back in. Sink back into the wall, <laughs> disappear, smoke bomb. There's yes. ways that like I have done it before and it works. You know what I kind of like to do is like if I'm if if I flush, if I blush and that sweat breaks out on my brow, my hands start to start to go sweaty and I, I, I start to feel like really awkward. I will probably say, oh, my God, I'm so awkward just yeah. as an out. And they'll be like, no, or whatever. Or maybe they'll be like, ah, me too. And then you're like, oh, hey, you know, you have a moment of of everything's being okay because you just, instead of trying to hide your awkwardness, you just were like, I'm awkward. Sorry, guys. Wah, wah. Like it is what it is, right? <laughs> That's the thing is I find it easier to talk with people when they when they just say who they are, when they're just being their most authentic self, right? I find it socially acceptable. It's like when people say, oh, you shouldn't say that. That's like saying, um, too many times. Don't listen to that. Like, don't listen. If you need, if you need to have that moment of clarity with yourself and people around you, people around you will thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't let other people tell you what not to say. (laughs) Cause I think that, that that sort of thing is, that's the kind of thing that, 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 
sort of like feeds that awkward feeling, right? Somebody saying, well, you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's just like, again, calling attention to the fact that you feel kind of awkward. You know, speaking of this, shall we go to the internet? Let us go to the internet. If you look up being an introvert and awkward situations, you're going to find lists upon lists upon lists of situations we've all experienced. And and as I'm sure some of our listeners are listening, some of the examples Phil and I have given, you've been, oh, I've been there. I totally get it. Absolutely. I did find not a problematic list of advice, but I did find advice from somebody who may just be trying to give you too many tools to how to just not be awkward altogether. And I find that we're not trying to fix ourselves of not being awkward. I personally have embraced who I am. I find it makes me who I am. And I I know how to cut tension. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I know who I am. But I couldn't even gauge if whether or not the author of the article was an introvert or an extrovert. All it, all that was said on the author was they're a counselor specializing in interpersonal communication and relationships. Mm. What are what are some of the things that they're they're suggesting? Well, the first and foremost was don't mention that you're socially awkward. And, and I'm no, I, I ex- think don't agree. I, I I can't agree with that because, like. Even if like I, I, I know they're saying like act normally with confidence. You can't do that when you're sweaty and blushing. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you it just looks fake. If you're shaking or you're sweating and you're blushing, like just to be like, yeah, I'm still cool. Like who can do that? Like just how fake. That, exactly. Exactly. And we're trying for authenticity and Lord knows if we've been, if we've been trying to do anything here is to, to encourage ourselves and other introverts to be our authentic selves, then like trying to act as though I'm not awkward is certainly not the way to do it. It like, they say they, here's the thing. They, they write and say, I often see people give the following advice. You should disarm awkward moments by commenting on the fact that it's awkward. But this isn't a good idea. It won't disarm the situation or help you feel more relaxed. In fact, this strategy will only make everything feel more awkward. I disagree because it's like if I'm being, if someone's about to make fun of me, let's Mm -hmm. just say we're having a good time, we're giving jokes. If I joke right back with you and I'm right there with you in the moment, the joking starts to go away and then the attention goes somewhere else. Right. And and that's just it is when you admit like, oh, well, I was just awkward. Sorry about that. Suddenly everyone just acknowledges it happened. We move on. Yes. And that is disarming in the situation. Yeah. The only time I find it doesn't work is in a one-on-one conversation and something like a horribly awkward happens and i'm not sure. talking lighthearted really really bad awkward and it's like well that was awkward and then well, it just happens, shuts the, yeah, yeah if that happens your only option is just to be like well i i guess i should go now 
<laughs> exactly. That in that no, really. At that moment it's like, well, that's just well, we're good. We'll just no, leave well, it at that. Thank you. I I guess I should go. But this advice to like pretend like you're not awkward and not to call it out. I mean, I guess if your instinct is to be like, "Oh my god, I'm such a piece of shit. I'm awkward or all that sort of like if if that's the case, like then you're just drawing more attention to yourself, which mm-hmm. I don't think most of us would do. The just to like laugh at your little laugh at yourself and say, oh, my God, I'm so awkward or whatever. Like, that's fine. But like Mm -hmm. to act like you're not, that's just so fake and inauthentic. Yeah. And they gave another piece of advice, which I'm on the fence about, but hear me out. Their piece of advice was take an improv class. If you're willing to really challenge yourself, they say, take an improv class. You'll interact with strangers in a new environment and act out short scenarios. And at first, this might seem like a scary prospect. However, if you can tolerate it, improv is a fantastic way to train for social situations. You'll get a chance to practice responding to others in the moment instead of getting caught up in your own thoughts and feelings. It's a valuable opportunity to learn how to respond quickly and naturally to anyone, which may make you feel less awkward. I agree and disagree. Yeah. Because improv in of itself, the people that go there have some sort of like to be a performer. There's some sort of comedy aspect to it, albeit Mm -hmm. we try to not aim for comedy in improv. You don't want to force it. You're trying to make a beginning, middle, and end with a story. And it's right off the hop. But I think for folks that feel awkward, who are not performers, who are not comfortable, I think an improv class would be shock and cold water, frankly. It could be. I think that if you were to go, if you were to find like an absolute, like a beginner's in, uh, improv class that's designed for people who don't know if they like this, but are trying to get out of their shell, you do find those at Second mm-hmm. City and places like that. If there's a, a Second City or an Upright Citizens Brigade or, or or something like that in your area, see if they have that. Because a beginner's class where you're just learning the basics mm-hmm. might be a good way to do it if everybody's on that same level. But you don't want to go to like just an improv, like a, like a free for all improv or an open open forum sort of thing. That's just not like that's not a good way to go because you just you're already going to feel awkward because you're at the center of attention and on the spot. And if that's something you react to, then then that's going to be a problem for you. Right. I would recommend, however, mm-hmm. maybe get involved with your local LARP troupe because you'll. Jess is just rolling her eyes at me, but hear me out. Live action role playing is a social interaction. And normally it's a very welcoming group with a low impact. You don't necessarily have to be in a situation where you speak. You don't necessarily have to be the center of attention. It's a good way to, to, to get into a group, to, to feel it out before you start to, to interact. But I have seen people who are generally socially awkward, blossom through the gameplay and become, if not suddenly masterful at social situations, they've learned to become a little less socially awkward. I just want to say that I didn't roll my eyes. I absolutely gave you a blank stare. (laughs) There's a difference. (laughs) <laughs> Only like slight, like as, as far as the, the meaning 
behind the gaze, the look, it's the it's only the slightest difference between the two. Listen, listen, I'm an actor. I have to learn to communicate with my eyes, okay? <laughs> but hey, no, it's a good point. It's a very good point because getting ourselves into social situations that bring out the fun in other people, such as LARPing, or if it if a game board cafe that hosts lots of tournaments, uh, and you want to go and maybe sit with people that you don't know and be in those fun atmospheres, like that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that improv is the be all end all with learning to work through our awkwardness, though, because sometimes I find that they, I find that they can feel discouraging. Like it can be a discouraging environment if it's not something you're already used to, or it's yeah. not an interest you already didn't have. Yeah. Whereas the LARPing community, I am going to give it this very welcoming, very kind, and you don't have to be an improv master. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, just on the imp- the problem with improv is every beginner feels the pressure to be funny. Mm-hmm. And you feel like if you're not funny, that the scene is dying. Funny comes later, but like a beginner's class, if you're already, listen, improv is not going to work if you are a shy person who does not feel comfortable being the center of attention. Mm -hmm. That's not going to work. And if you can't find a beginner class and one that is welcoming and low stakes and will treat it like a beginner's class. Because the worst thing is to go to a beginner's class and the teacher expects you to behave like you're veterans of, of whatever. You just need to mm. make sure that like this is a class for beginners. And if you yes. show up and people are acting like they know what they're doing, you probably want to leave because those mm. are not the people that you need to be starting out with. No. And last but not least, this one bothered me. Ask yourself what a confident person would do people with social anxiety often think they are more awkward than they really are when you when you're next when you next do something when you next do something awkward carry out a reality check by asking yourself this question if a confident person were to make the same mistake how would they react Often this exercise will help you realize that a confident person probably wouldn't care much. And if a confident person wouldn't care, then why should you? I would just like to say I don't agree because I do believe that you can be confident and you can be awkward. They are not mutually exclusive. I, I myself... I know I joke and say, oh, I've never been through an awkward situation. I'm confident. No, I am confident and charismatic. I know I am. But there we go. I know I'm awkward. I'm confident in my awkwardness. There it is. I kind of feel like also the on the, the counter, like ask yourself what a confident person would do. If I knew what a confident person would do, I wouldn't have said the awkward thing. (laughs) <laughs> right I that's think, so true i think that like it sort of goes back to that you know we, we we talked in in a in a past episode about about coolness and being cool and how if you want to be cool if you're trying to be cool if you're trying to figure out what cool is you're not cool mm-hmm. if you are trying to consider what a confident person would do you're not a confident person and that's okay Mm-hmm. We all have those situations in which we are confident in the ones that we are not. And mm-hmm. 
those are okay. I feel like this kind of suggestion is setting yourself up for a, a failure of sorts where you're just like, for some reason, I can't be confident here. I can't be confident here. Why can't I be confident? Like, I can't figure out what a confident person would do. Why is that? Well, because you're not a confident person and that's okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like the article did have a few good pieces. I do want you to go through it yourself, dear listeners, of what you think is going to work for you and what won't. But be careful of advice that says, oh, just do this and it's going to fix it. Go to that improv class. Just ask yourself what the confident person would do. You will find what's going to work for you and what won't. Just because someone claims to be an expert in something, they're not going to know what's right for you. That's absolutely right. Do you remember... remember in our first parties episode, way back in our first parties episode, Oof, that's when we back. were talking about how we would look for like articles about about how for, for introverts at parties. And there were a bunch that were like, well, just stop being so introverted. It's kind of like, like, you can't essentially say if you're an awkward person, just stop being awkward. <laughs> So yeah, this is, this website will have the link in the show notes, but it's socialpronow.com. We'll we'll put a link to that. But like I don't know. I think there you cannot make a pronouncement about what will work. You mm-hmm. can you can't say this will work for you because everybody's different. Maybe mm-hmm. our listeners will find something helpful, but not all of these things will work for everybody. Did we learn anything today? Okay, I'm not making a joke. I learned that maybe I'm not giving bowling a try. I mean it (laughs) because I am who I am and I am awkward. And I think that maybe my challenge, bowling is my LARP. I really mean that. I genuinely mean, I think that bowling is my LARP. And I think if I want to move through the awkwardness that I feel in my body and move out of that, then maybe I should try something that makes me uncomfortable with the people that I know would be supportive of that. Which we've mentioned before, Phil, we should go bowling. Yes. I was just going to say, Jess, as soon as you were able to, we're going to bowl for sure. We're going to do it. Yeah. No cosmic bowling though. No, no. That's at night anyway. (laughs) No, there's daytime cosmic bowling. (laughs) No one's there, but. (laughs) I mean, if, if nobody's there, what's the, what is the point? Anyway, you know, it's, it, to me, it's always interesting to, to think about my awkward moments and to remember, because I go through my daily life and I don't think of myself as awkward because Mm -hmm. in my daily life, especially right now, I'm in situations where it's very controlled and I'm aware of who I'm around and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always worth remembering that when I go to a party and I get called over to the group or some extrovert drags me over to some group and I am forced to make some kind of small talk, that I'm going to say something awkward or I'm going to feel awkward. And that it is okay to just say, 
guys, I'm so awkward right now. I'm so sorry. And, and, and that will diffuse the situation rather than trying to pretend that I'm not and just making it worse by trying to play it cool. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to play the cool guy card. Don't ever do that. That's, that's the last piece of advice I'm going to put out there for this episode. Don't do that. If you have to play the cool guy, like you're probably not the cool guy. The cool guy would roll off the back, right? A confident person would not no. feel awkward. If you feel awkward, then just like be authentic, lean into it, laugh about it, and just go on with with the evening or the day. Here, here. 